In tragedy, sometimes the silver lining isn't as clear-cut as we'd like to think. In times of uncertainty, it can be pretty difficult for many to find something that incites joy into our lives again. But in today's episode, I review a movie about a boy who, in spite of political turmoil, finds not only joy, but love as well in his small corner of Belfast. I'm your host, Christian Ong, and that's my cue. Welcome back, cuties, to another episode of That's My Cue, your one-stop podcast to get the latest reviews on all things TV shows, movies, albums, and games. Speaking of games, I know I probably played some of y'all because if you listen to last week's episode, I get it. I know I have a lot to answer for. I I promised that I'd review the Netflix Korean dating show Singles Inferno, but I ran out of time this week, y'all. It's like eight episodes an hour and a half each, so that's like watching eight movies back-to-back, and I couldn't do it on the, you know, it's kind of ironic, I I couldn't do it on the week of love, because it was Valentine's Day, had to celebrate it with Kate, but for those of you that were looking forward to hearing my thoughts on the show, don't worry, it's not like it's a cowboy bebop situation where I promised I was going to do that, but it just ended up sucking. Singles Inferno looks like a really good show, but I gotta go dubs, not subs for this, you know, to get every little drop of pure uncut drama. And, you know, in order to do so, I'm just going to need some quality time to sit down and really give my, you know, undivided attention for this show, which for all the longtime listeners should know, I'm a, I'm a pretty proud member of the Bachelor Nation. So, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, you know me, I'm down to clown to, you know, root and boo at strangers kissing. So I'm all about it, but I'll, I'll, I'll get it to, I'll, I'll get to it on my own time. But, uh, by the way, it's been a hot minute. So real quick, it's time for another Bachelor talk. It's a talk about Bachelor. I don't know if anyone really actually likes this segment, but here we go. This season with Clayton has been a little juicy. But I always thought that Clayton was just a big, dumb idiot, which I still think so. But now I think think that he's just a big, dumb idiot with a heart of gold for the most part. Except for identifying the bully in this group of women right away. Like Shanae and her stupid Nene. But I digress. Anyhow, I apologize for not getting that review for y'all ready right away. So I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. This is going to be the week where I just really hunker down and watch Singles Inferno. But today, I'm excited to talk about a movie that after watching it, I just knew I had to make an episode for. But before I get into that, let's do a quick trailer round Wow! Christian really likes using this echo effect. I really do. But... Today on our trailer roundup, we have a lot of big movies that have been uh, dropping trailers left and right. So let's get right into it. First up, we have Jurassic World Dominion. So for me, it's nice to see a merging of the two trilogies with the original cast of the first Jurassic Park film alongside Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt, a.k.a. Super Mario. But I feel like it kind of leans too heavily on like an action movie uh, sort of like atmosphere. When the first few films were kind of more on the horror uh, survival arena. But 
The bar was kind of already set so low from the last movie with Fallen Kingdom, which I would say is kind of a massive stinker. So I feel like Jurassic World Dominion can only go up from here, right? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to hold on to our butts until June 10th. But up next, we have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yo, this has been uh, the biggest trailer that everyone's been talking about. And so if you've not been in the know or don't really care, um, that's perfectly fine. I'm, I'm really hoping that your TikTok algorithm looks better than mine. But, you know, there's a lot to talk about here. Kind of within the day that the trailer got released, you can easily rely on Marvel fans on YouTube to break down each little Easter egg within the trailer. I feel like I learned so much more from watching, you know, against my own will of who the cameos might be. But most notably of these cameos was Patrick Stewart's voice, who people are suspecting is reported, uh, you know, even though he's reportedly cast in, in an undisclosed role, a lot of people are predicting that he's going to be portraying Professor X from the X-Men movies again. For me, I think that'd be fine. I love Patrick Stewart and I love, you know, his take on the character. But I kind of feel like Stewart gave a fantastic final performance in Logan. So I hope that this next follow-up would be a nice way to also cap that off. But still, I, I don't know. I think Logan was the perfect way to kind of end that. So who knows? It'll be interesting to kind of see him in that role again, uh, regardless. But still, this movie looks like it's going to be kind of the same level of crazy fun and hype that No Way Home was for fans back in December. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fun things to talk about around then. Uh, and I think the movie's coming out in a few months, so stay tuned for that review down the line. And finally, on our trailer roundup, we have Jordan Peele's Nope. So kind of like Us or Get Out, the latest Jordan Peele horror movie just kind of gives this, mo you know, I feel like a lot of the trailers just give a, a very minimal explanation of what the premise is. But you can easily tell that Peele's holding the best cards close to his vest. Uh, I feel like Nope sort of leans on a slightly more comedic tone than the previous two movies, but I also wonder if there will be another broader theme to pick apart. I feel like uh, Get Out and uh, Us had a lot of like poignant mo uh, moments in uh, its script to really use the horror genre to talk about these broader themes about uh, racism or uh, you know our, like cultural classism and whatnot. So. I enjoy Peel's writing sensibilities, and even though he was just a producer for Candyman, example, uh, I really think that once again he uses that sh that genre of uh, horror and a little bit of comedy in between, uh, in a way that kind of provides challenging and insightful commentary on our habits as a society. So, I'm uh, looking forward to it. I have no idea what the movie's about. It looks like everyone's just being sucked up into the sky. Don't know why or how. It'll be fun. But y'all, we're, we're finally here. Time to review one of uh, the surprise sleeper movies that I've heard, you know, a lot of good things about, but didn't get to watch until now. Today we're going to be talking about Belfast, which was released on January 21st, 2022. Directed by Kenneth Branagh, this movie stars Jude Hill, uh, Catriona Balfi, Jamie Dornan, Judy Dench, and Kieran Hines taking place in the titular city of Belfast during the Troubles in Northern Ireland. Buddy and his family struggle to make ends meet amidst the increasing and violent tensions between the Protestant and Catholic residents of the city. Despite the aftermath of a violent riot, 
Buddy goes about life discovering his first love and enjoying his days as a child. Yet, with financial pressures placed upon his parents, as well as the growing rumblings from his Protestant neighbors, Buddy finds that his life in Belfast may never be the same. Acting as a semi-autobiography from uh, director Kenneth Branagh, Belfast plays on a lot of the familiar beats of a heartfelt coming-of-age tale. But it does so in a way that is incredibly genuine and endearing, as it's set amongst uncertain conflict about religion in the 1960s. The cast all around delivers honest and emotionally uh, moving performances, most particularly between Jude Hill and Kieran Hines, as their dynamic as a grandson and grandfather is full of laughs and sweet tender moments. Catriona Balfi and Jordan, uh, Jamie Dornan are excellent as well in their roles uh, as Buddy's parents, as their marriage is constantly on the brink of collapse, though glimmers of love and heartache are clearly working double time between them to mend things together. All the while, Judy Dench is quick-witted, coy, and funny as she always is, especially acting as a foil to Hines, though her appearances are used quite sparingly. It is through the film's sweet-natured sentimentality that propels Belfast in a way that feels less like a melancholy examination of a dark period of Northern Ireland's history, but rather finds comfort and joy amongst one's family in the thick of it all. Furthermore, its message of coexisting and tolerance is vividly kept intact, and with Buddy's childlike innocence of trying to comprehend the situation, it's all the more apparent with the notion that one's prejudices aren't inherently ingrained, but rather taught by the adults around us. Coupled with excellent cinematography, affecting direction from Brana, and robust soundtrack from Van Morrison, Belfast is in many ways a nostalgic revisiting of a childhood that has since passed, but its impact would last for quite a long time. It's a sweet movie that finds plenty of things to laugh, cry, and celebrate within many of its scenes. With fantastic performances from its, enti from its entire cast and masterful direction, Belfast is a movie with a loving message that feels relevant to the tumultuous times we currently live in and how we can begin to navigate through it one small moment at a time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this movie a 10 out of 10. And you can watch this currently in theaters or on demand. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll dive into some stinky bisque reviews. If you're a longtime listener, you'd know what that is. If you're a new one, stick around and find out. And we're back. Today we're talking all about Belfast, which I know is kind of a harder movie for a lot of people to maybe get into. So I didn't really ask for a lot of mini reviews this week. Also, on top of that, I did promise Singles Inferno, so it, it might be a little confusing to kind of switch that up at the last minute. I'm getting to it, but if you do want to also send some Singles Inferno reviews, yeah, plenty. You have an extra week to do so, hopefully. Instead, I'm going to be re re uh, reading some user reviews from Rotten Tomatoes, everyone's uh, favorite source of, I guess, measuring the quality of movies. But like I said, I'm going to be reading reviews from users like you and me, not critics, because, you know, critics are sometimes, I feel like they lost touch of the magic of movies, but you know who didn't lose touch of the magic? The internet. So, I'm calling this segment, once again, Stinky Bisque, P-U, I'm not putting any special effects on that, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I guess, do my own taglines, uh, just bare bones. Our first Stinky Bisque review uh, comes from Connie, 
who gave this movie a five-star review and said, I grew up hearing about the horrible fighting between Protestants and Roman Catholics in Ireland, but I had never humanized it. Belfast makes it real and precious. I love the little boy. The acting is so unbelievable and Brana directs superbly. Thank you. I wish it was required watching in school. The lessons and humanity of different beliefs and is breaking my heart today. And yeah, I agree with Connie. I can definitely see it being played for students down the road in uh, you know, like like a high school or something. It's it's a great movie with some occasional heavy topics that might be better for like an older classroom. And to Connie's point, I really love what she said about humanizing a conflict in history by essentially showing us a perspective of someone living amongst it and that the conflict uh, that we're living in really is never as clear cut and dry as uh, our side versus their side kind of argument that maybe the media tends to display. Jude Hill is the young boy in the film as well, and I think he really carries the film well with a lot of wide-eyed wonder about the world. And a lot of the film's best comedy comes from the delivery of his lines that can only be perfected by a child. So yeah. Uh, Our second uh, Stinky Bisque review comes from John D., who gave it a half-star review. And John D. says, Terrible movie. If only growing up in Belfast was like this, dot, 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 it should have been a comedy and a bad one at that. I, I disagree. I, I think keeping the perspective of the film through Buddy's eyes um, is probably the, the smartest way to kind of uh, show that uh, that message that the movie tries to make. I think that the film is ultimately how his family is trying to give some semblance of normalcy for him, despite this bigger conflict around him. And, you know, why would growing up in a place like Belfast or any other setting where, despite things looking worse for wear, that there can also exist a place of happiness? Like, why not? I feel like this is so true in so many instances where you're not necessarily making light of a bad situation, but rather you're trying to find a way to still live your life as best as you can. Also, that last sentence was kind of a little confusing. I, I, I can't tell if John's score would have been higher if Belfast was a bad comedy, when in reality it's kind of a good comedy. I don't know, weird criteria. Our last and final Stinky Bisque review comes from Tabitha J, who gave, who gave this movie two and a half stars. And Tabitha writes, There wasn't much to this film. I was trying so hard, but was slight and lacking depth. Wait, hold on. Oh, it was trying so hard, but was slight and lacking depth. An indulgence by Kenneth Branagh that wouldn't have been made if it weren't for him. I mean, that's a, a fairly, you know, uh, uh, decent subjective take. But I feel like if the movie wasn't connecting with you, it's not a bad thing. I still think that movies like Belfast would have still been made you know, without Kenneth Branagh attached. And uh, I, I feel like those kind of uh, coming-of-age movies are still going to continue be, uh, to be made. Still, I think the lack of depth uh, aspect will kind of vary uh, uh, depending on the viewer, but I still feel like that there's a lot of substance to enjoy. But, you know, to each their own. And yeah, that's today's episode. If people want to share uh, their thoughts on Belfast, I highly recommend that you check it out. It's nominated for an uh, for an Oscar, and I think it rightly deserves to win. But who knows? Maybe I might be reviewing a lot of uh, 
other uh, Oscar contenders down the line. I know I definitely did a review for Dune and for West Side Story, so definitely check that out. But if you want to talk all things Belfast, or maybe you want to suggest uh, a different movie that I should uh, cover, feel free to hit me up on Instagram at that's my Q podcast or on Twitter at Q podcast. You can also email me at that's my Q podcast at gmail.com. And in case if you uh, are listening to this episode for the first time, that's spelled T H A T S M Y Q U E U E P O D C A S T at gmail.com. For the OGs that listen to the show, I definitely nailed that in one. I, I would have. <laughs> For sure butchered spelling my own show name for whatever. I don't know. I'm not as nervous anymore about this. But yeah. So feel free to hit me up on those uh, social media platforms. Uh, feel free to also suggest on what I should review next. But once again, y'all, if you can, please take the time to rate and review the episode on Apple Podcasts. Which helps boost attention for the show as well as maybe sharing the episode with a friend. Anything helps and the support is greatly appreciated. You could also, I think, from, I don't know... It might just be my Spotify, but maybe on your Spotify, you should be able to also uh, rate the show as well. So give it a nice five-star review. I'd like to see that number go up, and let's grow the show. I also want to thank J1K for the use of their music, Captured Soul, from the School Days Beat Tape, which you can find on j1kmusic.bandcamp.com. And next week's episode, I promise this time it's going to be all about Singles Inferno. Seriously. But I'm going to leave you off with one of my favorite quotes from the movie. And that quote goes like this. If they can't understand you, then they're not listening. And that's their problem. Once again, I've been your host, Christian Ong, and... That's my cue.